clear your to-do list so that you have peace of mind and you can focus on what's important. If something can be done in, in under two minutes, just do it and move on. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hey, welcome everybody. Uh, It's Jim and Jason here at Making Chips. Uh, We're here to uh, equip and inspire you. We're coming to you live from our beautiful downtown Chicago studio. I am Jim Carr. I'm sitting here with my good friend and co-host Jason, and we're ready to bring you the podcast for manufacturing leaders. Welcome, Jason. Hey, how you doing, Jim? You know, I'm good, although it is not a beautiful day here in downtown Chicago. No, it's a little rainy. It is, but that's okay. We'll get through it, and uh, next week's supposed to be beautiful. So Great. So do you have any manufacturing news for us today? You know, I do. Because we're going to bring that back. Yeah. We decided we kind of like tabled that segment for a little while, but now we're going to bring it back. Well, here's the thing. You know, I read a lot of manufacturing news because I like to tweet that out to my listenership, my audience on uh, my social networks. And I am hearing so many mixed things about how manufacturing is doing. It's kind of crazy. It really is. So I was just reading this article. Are you referring to that, you know, somebody will send you an article and it'll say how manufacturing is doing really bad. And then somebody else will send you another article and say manufacturing is doing great. And the exactly. indexes are up. And then on top of that, I have all the peers, my peers in manufacturing that I know that some are genuinely busy and some are genuinely slow. So Yeah, we're seeing that same thing where we we have a lot of clients that are doing really well and really busy, and then there's others that, you know, really are cut in half. Right. Well, the latest article I just read, it, it said Midwest manufacturing activity jumps into an expansion. And it said October just snapped back, rose to its best level since January after contracting last month. Basically, it's in the Chicagoland region. Is that just for this Chicagoland region or is that for all manufacturing? It says in the US? Midwest. Okay, Midwest. Okay. So, and I, you know, being that's a good Chicago, gauge. That's a very good gauge. They also said the Economist polled the, the Wall Street Journal expected only a modest uptick, but man, it took off. You know, the Chicago PMI, which is the Chicago Business Barometer, it said it jumped to 56.2 from what? 48.7 in September. Oh, that's a big jump, I think. Huge, huge. Yeah, that is. Yeah. The Chicago PMI says that if it's a negative territory five times this year, that's not a good sign. It's basically, you you want that number. Do you want it to always over be 50, increasing over 50? Yeah, over that's 50. What I thought. That shows that there's improvement in the economy. Okay. But yeah, I just thought, you know, I would bring that up and I, you know, God, I'd love to hear if some of our listeners were doing well or, or doing poorly. It, it's such a mixed bag. I can't, yeah, I mean, I can't believe it. I really think it's, you know, the economy could be going up and down, but it's all about, you know, how you're positioning yourself as a company and whether you're taking market share from your competition because as things get more competitive, it's going to become more and more important to stay ahead of the curve. And the ones that don't stay ahead of the curve are the ones that are going to suffer. I could not agree with you more. We've said that before in another episode is like, you want to rise with the tides, you don't want to drown. 
Exactly. What's new at Zanger's Industrial? What What are you doing that's real exciting, Jason? I think I mentioned this to you before, but I'm really excited that we're we're actually implementing a um a business system. I've been doing research for a long time about um different kinds of business systems to incorporate. I've thought about creating my own, and then ultimately we we settled on this business system called EOS. Yes. And I'm reading through this book. I know I've got you actually. I, I'm, reading tr- I'm book. trying to read through yeah, that book. I know. I know. It's your, I'm doing okay. It's your first book in in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, not. Not that bad. So yes, well, I've read through this book twice at least, and I've read through two of the other books by the same author. And it's basically a really good business system. It, it's a methodology. It's right? a methodology. Yep. What what he does, he doesn't really have any new concepts in it. It's not you know anything that's like you know earth shattering. But what he does is he takes all of the great business researchers and gurus from the last you know twenty or thirty years and incorporates them into a system. So as an example, you know one of the um, foundations of of the system is is the book Good to Great by Jim Collins, I believe, is who wrote that. And um, he incorporates a lot of the um, the premises of that book. Um, I'm really excited for it. So um, we've already gone through um, you know, one of the days to kind of get our, our company moving in that direction. And then we're going to have another... Is it arduous? I mean, is it... It's a lot of work. It, it's painstaking? It's a lot of work. Is but, it a lot of writing? But the ultimate, or is it more collaborative? Oh, uh, It's very collaborative. It, okay. It's very collaborative. It's very structured. So they tell you, you know, this is how you run a meeting. This is how you, you know, um, create your vision. This is how you create your values for the company. And, you know, is it your entire team? Uh, yeah, your whole yeah. It starts so off with your leadership team. Everybody gets together that very first. Eventually, meeting. every, every just your leadership team. Your it's your leadership team. Eventually, everybody will get on board. Some of the stuff I had already started prior to um to doing EOS, like you know constructing our company values, and I did that in a more collaborative way with the entire company. Mm-hmm. Um, which I could talk about that actually in in a maybe that's in an a episode. separate episode. Oh, yeah. totally. I mean, you know, yeah, quite frankly, Jason, time. I think as it, when you get into this EOS system and this method methodology of running your business, I think that would be a really great episode. We could structure the whole episode around that. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. And and you know, it's just for me it's about creating a um, you know, a stronger company and you know, it's all about culture now, yeah, right? Yeah, it really is. And and you know, I just want I'm trying to create freedom for myself personally. So, for me it's not about making money, it's about, you know, creating freedom for myself to do some other things, I guess you yeah, say. Yeah, so your, your hair won't get as gray as mine is fast. Right. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I got news too. You know, this isn't quite as exciting, but I'm going to be on a panel discussion at our local um, high school this week talking about careers in manufacturing. I'm going to be uh, seated next to some major high school counselors and some college professors okay, and great. some college counselors. They're going to be pitching and poaching these seniors into getting an education of, through a four-year university, and they want me to sit there. Oh, you're going to give the alternate view? I'm going to give the alternate great. view because you know I, th- I think it's a relevant thing. Oh, um, totally. Career choice nowadays. Yeah. And um, there, ex- there, there's a lot of, you know, people in, in this generation now that don't see college as, you know, the only path to success. I mean, you know, you and I have taken different paths. You know, we have. I, I, you stopped at high school. You went right into the workforce after high school, right? I did. Well, and I went to and I took a trip. You know, I, I, I decided you to trade do- school. I went into trade school right, and right. did a machinist uh, apprenticeship program. Right, and so, I and I got my master's, so we took different roads. Yeah, and, you know, you kind of end up at the same place sometimes, you know. So it's it's interesting as far as that goes, and you know, I think that these kids need to see both sides, you know, because I'm not an advocate of one or the other. It just depends on the person. Absolutely. You know? Well, anyway, I think we've got a great uh, episode coming up, and part of the reason why we are doing this is we had a fan, a listener, call in. His name is Matthew Freight, 
from Miller Welding. We're seeing Pennsylvania? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, here it is right here. Yeah, why don't you so read I'm going to read it. Yeah, it yeah. says, I should start by saying that I am a plant manager for contract manufacturer in central Pennsylvania. We have approximately 400 employees within our three locations and are a contract manufacturer of fabricated metal products with capabilities in cutting, bending, welding, machining, and painting. I was just referred to your podcast yesterday by the president of our company. Thank you, president. I've listened to several of your episodes, a couple of your first and a few of your most recent. One that took particular interest in was that I was regarding business management tools for manufacturing leaders. I believe it was Jim who stated that he uses Evernote quite extensively, and I would like to hear more on how. I have been using Evernote for some time, but do not feel I use it to its potential and would be interested on how Jim uses it to manage his time and tasks. Any input would be greatly appreciated. I am looking forward to listening to more of your podcast. Sincerely, Matt. Well, thanks, Matt. We appreciate that comment because it's always good to to hear what our listeners want more of, and we're happy to get that back to you. Uh, just to tell you, though, it was it was Jason that was is the heavy user of Evernote. I'm a over a thousand notes. Is that how many you have? <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh my god. So anyway, let's get going on it, Jason. Yeah. Well, so why don't you start out and tell yeah, our listeners what you're doing? That's yeah. Different. So so just to, you know, kind of also mention a couple of things. That episode that he was referring to was episode 33. So if you go Good. to makingchips.com/slash 33, you will go to the business management tools for manufacturing leaders. And I don't know if you mentioned um, this was Matt Fate. I hope I'm saying it correctly from Miller Welding. So oh um, okay, I read it wrong. What did you read? I said freight. Oh, freight. No, I think it's yeah. fate. I didn't so, have my glasses so, on. Sorry, Matt. Hopefully, um, you know, we, we didn't butcher up your name too bad. So that was me, Jason, that talked about being a very heavy Evernote user. As I mentioned in that episode, you know, it's kind of like my second brain. I've, I've got so many things swirling around in my head all the time, you know, not necessarily to do with business, just to do with a lot of different things. I use it as a way to store information so that I, my head isn't clouded with thinking about all these things. And to that same tune, I also want to use it as my task manager so that I don't have, you know, 25 to-dos floating around in my head and blocking me from, you know, actually getting things done and, you know, being a little bit more creative, which I think is where I, I know, make the most impact. That. I definitely agree with that. So what I've done is I, first of all, even before I got into Evernote, I read a book. Um, it's called GTD or Getting Things Done by David Allen. Now, this is probably one of the most popular business books ever written. I'm sure Jim has not read it. Getting Things Done, GTD. GTD, yeah. Okay. Who's and the author again? David Allen. And basically what, what he does is he creates a system for getting things done. And I read this and I, I started trying to incorporate it into my life. You know, I, I wasn't doing a very good job with it. I, I'd used different um, software packages in the past in order to to try to manage my tasks, but they never really worked. And you know, GTD really gave a, a great framework for it. So, but what he doesn't do is he doesn't say, "Well, this is how you should um, manage that framework," or "This is a tool that you should use." He says you can use any tool you want, whether it's paper or whether it's some kind of um, software package. I'm taking notes right now. Great. Yeah, so you're, you're probably more of, a, more of a paper guy as far as managing well, your tasks, you know, I it probably has a lot to do with my age, too. Like I said, one of the biggest premises of GTD is to get the tasks out of your head and to not touch them multiple times. Now, this very much reminds me of something that my, my dad always told me, which is he always told me, don't open up your mail. We're not talking about email here. We're talking about, you know, physical USPS paper mail. mail. Yeah. He said, don't open your mail unless you're ready to deal with it right now. 
because there's no reason to open it up, look at it, put it back down on your desk, and then look at it again. You're just I've, wasting I've your time. I've heard of that methodology yeah, before, I mean, it's, yes. And, and you know, kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. My dad doesn't try to be like this, you know, philosophical speaker, but this was just one of his things. Like, don't open your mail unless you're going to deal with it right now. And it's it's very true because I've well, caught the, myself doing that before opening it up, saying, I don't want to deal with this right now and throwing it on my desk. Well, I want to, if I see that check from one of my customers, I want to see if they paid me in full or they're only giving me a little bit. So, right. you know, I'm anxious to yeah. see what's what that number but is. But just have a system for dealing with it. You right. Know I mean? Don't like open it up and say, well, I'm going to read through this later. You know, right. get it, just get it done. So before I even get to the Evernote part that um, Matt had asked about, I want to talk about some of the basics of, of GTD, which is what got me to the point of using Evernotes in order to get things done. So you clear your to-do list so that you have peace of mind and you can focus on what's important. So um, whether that's quoting a new job, whether that's figuring out a way to increase your throughput in the plant, calling a new client, hiring somebody new, you get those to-do lists done so that you can focus on the other things that are very important. That's one of the basics. That You have an inbox of to-dos and projects. That would be a second one. And that you go through a what he calls a weekly review. So you spend a short amount of time every week to review all of your to-dos and projects. So what that would mean is, you know, spending an hour, it could be, you know, on a Friday, it could be on a Monday, it could be on a Sunday night, whatever is most comfortable for you to say, this is the, the hour or two hours that I'm going to spend going through my weekly review. And then you take all of those projects and tasks and you group them. He says you group them by where, who, and when so that you could tackle them in a more productive manner. I don't follow GTD exactly the way he says to. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you my modified version of it. But um, it's definitely the framework for which I started doing it. So I'm going to give you an example. So I could have a bunch of to-dos of things that you and I need to talk about about the podcast. Okay. So as far as a who, I'm going to tag that as Jim. So okay. because I, I'm the guy that you need to talk you're to. You're the guy. So whether it's a tag in your software or whether it's a page in a notebook that you have, you're like, here's all my stuff that I need to talk to Jim about. I go through them and I cross them off as 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 we resolve them. Then they're done and they okay. go away and they're not all over the place and they're they're very nicely um, organized. Or it could be instead of a who, it could be a where. So it could be these are all the phone calls that I need to make, and so I'm grouping all of those together. So that when I know that I can sit down the at the where phone. where is a phone call? Yeah, the where could be when you're at your phone. Okay, okay. The where could be when you're at your computer. The where could be when you're in the factory, when you're in the shop. So there's a lot of things that you do, a lot of to-dos that you have. There's some that are in the office, and there's some that are when you're actually there in front of your Mazak. You know, okay. I mean, there's some things you can't do in your office. And what about some, when you're in your car? Is that a or there's it could be in your car. Okay. So it's it's completely up to okay. you. So who, where? It was who, where, and when. When. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to okay, move. Define when. Just um, just timing of the day. A. No. PM, no. Morning, no. Afternoon, it, it's more of a um. It's more of a priority. So it, it's oh, it's okay. more of See? um. You know, it could be that it's waiting. It could be that it needs to be done now. So okay. that's more of what the when means. Because rem because and I'll get to this in a moment. These are to dos that you want to check off. They're not. I need to do this from. Two to three o'clock on Monday. It's so all that's priority. Not, that's it's not a priority it driven. Right. Yeah, that's I always. I have a list on my desk. It changes 
every hour on the hour based on how I have to prioritize the things I need to get done. So it's always the, the thing that's on fire first. That's what I have to do. Yeah. So and, and I'll get there. I know this is going to sound really complicated to people, and I'm going to try to talk. Yeah, dumb slow. it down a little I, bit. Well, for I'm, us. not even. It, it is pretty simple actually. Um, but I'm going to try to talk slowly so that people can you know actually write these things down. Now, according to GTD, that there's eight things that you can do with a task. Okay. And most of mine are just a single step task that goes on your to do list. The second would be something that you can finish in two minutes. Okay. The third would be something that you trash. Okay. I'm good at that. Yeah. The fourth would be reference material that goes into a filing system, which Evernote is great for that. Mm -hmm. The next is a task to create a project. The next, and I think this would be number five, possibly. Go ahead. It doesn't make yeah. any difference. Okay. Just knock them it's off. It's something that you're delegating. So you delegated to somebody else and you're waiting on them. And then next would be just on your someday maybe list. So that's, I that's get a very to it, low it, priority. Yeah, then. I want to get to it at some point, but it's really not a high priority. And it could end up being a delete. And it could end up being a trash. And, right. and it's always best to trash things first and foremost. And then the last thing that we just mentioned is something that actually is specific that you put on a calendar. Okay. So So, calendar things are different than everything else. Okay. I have to ask you because this is kind of relevant to what we're talking about as far as task management. How do you handle emails? Now, I know you have a highly sophisticated way that your emails come into your inbox. However, I'm sure your regular primary inbox gets loaded with all these. Yeah. So, so how, that's, how that's do you a good, handle that? That's a good that? question. Yeah. Because um, that's you know I think that most of our listeners and most of our peers can relate to that scenario. It feels like I'm constantly being crushed by new emails in my inbox, and I'm always being dragged back to those. Yeah. So I've got two things as far as your emails go, or actually three things that I should go over. Because I at one point had hundreds of unread emails. That's ridiculous. And I also had it is. And I also had emails that I had opened, read them, and then didn't know what the hell to do with them. Right. I didn't want to deal with it right now. So I marked it as unread. So (laughs) so there's two things you can do. If you're if you're literally drowning in your email right now, there's two things that you can do. You can take every single one of your emails and you can archive them all. Whether you've read them or not, just archive them all and start off fresh. Or secondly, you can literally say, I'm going to take these two days and I'm just going to sit down. Nobody's going to bother me. I'm not going into the office. I'm just going to you know, um, stay at home, go to the local diner, whatever, whatever that you decide or to bar. do. Or the bar. Yeah, whatever. Um, and go through every single one of your emails. And the goal is always to get to... That inbox. doesn't seem very efficient, though, Jason. It is. Okay, I mean, I'm going to explain it. I'm going to explain it. So the goal is always to get to inbox zero. So you all, you never want... And that, that would be a principle. I don't know what he talks about in the book, but um, that would be a GTD principle is that you always want to bring that inbox to zero, either by you know trashing those emails, responding to them, or creating tasks out of them. But you never want it to have that email just sitting there. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. So you've got to do something with the emails that you're drowning in right now. And that means you archive them all and you start off fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, you still make them searchable, but you start off fresh right. or you take two days, three days, a week. I don't know. It could be a week that you need to go through them all. And you literally get that um, that email system to inbox zero. Really important because email is something that's going to really, you know, cloud you. You handle your emails the same way that you would handle mail. You know, only only look at them once. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that before. So anyway, let's get to and Evernote. Then, oh, then yeah. the third thing I was going to say about the emails is that and this works out well for me, but I have like 
a hundred different filters that all my emails go through depending on who they come from so that pretty much 90% a hundred different filters yeah you know it, it could be you know it's from you know such and such a place it could be you know spam I never unsubscribed from things um, and the reason I don't unsubscribe is that I've learned the hard way that a lot of places don't actually are, are not ethical about unsubscribing you so okay. I don't even bother I just set them up to go into this um, folder called delete and then I take about a minute to scan through all of my delete emails I call them dmail and I um, I just delete them all at once so that's a system that I have. Probably about ten percent of or five percent of the mail email that gets sent to me actually hits my inbox. The rest of it just goes into these folders that I look at once a week. Interesting. And then just delete them all at once. Cool. We're going to get into Evernote really quickly, but I'm going to talk about three things. We talked about that there's eight different things, but I'm going to talk about three of them that I don't use Evernote with. So the first one is the trash. So that's easy. Trash it. Don't think about it again. Literally, if it's a piece of paper, forget about it, throw it away because it's not important or, or impactful to your life. It's just something that's going to you know, bog you down from doing the important things. It could be something that you've chosen not to get involved in. It could be you know, a letter that comes from your association and you know, they're sending you stuff all the time. And you're like, I don't want to do this. And you trash it because you have more important things to do. Maybe it's a task that somebody wants to give to you and you say, no. You say, I'm not going to go to that event. I can't do that for you because I have these other important things to do. So you trash it and you don't think about it anymore. The second one would be calendar events. Now, if something needs to be done on a particular date at a particular time, you don't need to think about it and you don't need to think about it before that actual time. Put it on your calendar only. Don't put it in um, your to-do list. Is, it this, what you're, is this what you're talking about? With You're talking about a calendar invite through Evernote? Is that what you're... No, mean? no. I, I oh, just, you're talking about like a, a calendar. No, I just said that these are three things that, that I don't use Evernote for. Oh, okay. Right. So oh, calendar, yeah, things that are a, calendar um, driven. related, yeah. calendar driven yeah. are, are not going to be used in the no, system that I, I have. I agree. So it just goes on your calendar. Does it even have that functionality? I'm not even sure. Okay, go ahead. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. It probably does, but I, I don't know that. And then the last one, which is, which is a really powerful, you know, mindset to have is the two minute rule. So if something can be done in, in under two minutes, just do it and move on. So get it done. Takes two minutes because the whole idea with GTD is that it takes more brain power to constantly offset it, offset put it, to it, the side. think put about it, to it the go side, back right. to it. If it takes two minutes, just do it. Get yeah. it done. Okay. So, I think out of everything that it makes that's the a powerful it's the role. Simplest. Yeah, it's the simplest thing to remember. Can you execute that in two minutes or exactly. less? Exactly. So yeah, and I think all three of them are. You know, like the trash rule and the two minute rule are really powerful. And then the calendar rule. Don't mix up your calendar with your to do list. So no, I agree. All three of those things are, I think, are really powerful. I, to, I handle to the calendar invites immediately. I don't think there's a calendar invite that gets in my inbox and stays there for more than two minutes. That's great. Okay, so now we're going to get into the setting up of Evernote. Now, to kind of clear things up, I originally was going to write this as um, as like just a post on our website, but Jim and I have a podcast and we like to talk. It's so, the best way to, yeah, so to talk we're gonna, to So we're going to talk it out. Um, you could go to, there's probably blog posts out there that you know talk about how to structure Evernote. That's great. We're going to talk it out. So a couple points that I want to make. Um, hopefully, people are semi-familiar with Evernote. It's a note-taking system. It's very powerful. It has a couple functionalities that are really nice. You can tag notes. You can create different notebooks. You can, And then you can create search parameters. So those are all three things that we're going to talk about right now um, that's going to help us with task management. Okay. And just to, to clarify, Evernote is a free 
It is free. Online tool and or app. Yes. However, you can upgrade for more functionality. And Correct. it's relatively inexpensive. I it believe is. it's $49 a year for the full premium version. Yeah, I think that's that sounds about right. Yeah, I just went to the full premium about eight weeks ago. Okay. Honestly, I don't see that any difference yet, but hopefully I'm going to learn a little bit from this episode and I can use more of its functionality. Okay, so I can tell you one of the big one of the differences that made um, me choose to do the the paid version is that with the free version, it's limited as far as what will appear on your cell phone and I think even what will appear on your software on your on your laptop because the way that the, the cell phone will work when you're using the free version is that it'll actually have to go into the Evernote servers in order to retrieve the information. Right, to sync it up. So in, I'm kind of overcomplicating this. You can work better offline yes. with yes, the, that's the paid exactly version. right, Jason. So, yeah, I agree, 100. Yeah. percent What else? Okay, so a couple points. I'm going to talk about notebooks. Um, one of the keys is, is in general, you want to use tags more than notebooks. I'm going to go over creating notebooks. Don't create a lot of notebooks. Create as few notebooks as possible is, is what you need because they can just make the system more complex than it, than it needs to be. And then there's another premise within Evernote called nesting. And I'm going to use it um, for notebooks and tags. You can nest tags within a master tag and you can nest notebooks within a master notebook mm-hmm. and they call those stacks. In general, once again, I don't recommend doing a lot of nesting, but for what we're going to be talking about with uh, task management, it, it makes things easier. Like I said, it creates too much complexity. If you're certain that you want to do this, I would recommend downloading. I would recommend listening to this episode and then downloading Evernote and going through this podcast while you're in Evernote because I'm going to step you through it. So, quick um, question. Yeah, go ahead. It is not a Microsoft product. It's not. Okay, good. No, it's a it's a standalone company. That's what I thought. Okay. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to create a notebook called Action Pending, and then you want to create another notebook called Completed or Completed Tasks. And then you're going to drag one of those notebooks on top of the other one to create a nest or a stack. And then you're going to rename that stack tasks. Much like you do with your apps, you drag an app on top of another app and create yep. a folder for it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you're going to have a, you're going to have a stack called tasks. And within tasks, you're going to have action pending and you're going to have completed. I have a third notebook within tasks called completed content. And what I do with that is I put everything associated with this podcast once I finish it. So once it's finished, I don't want to look at it again. Um, so I put it within completed content, but I want it to be different from completed tasks. I don't necessarily recommend doing something like that, but I just wanted to be clear that that's what I do. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to create some context. So... I'm going to cover this the way that I do. So I don't do it exactly the way GTD is. I just use who and when um, because I think that it, it keeps things a little bit less complex. And with too much complexity in your task management, you're managing more of the system than you are the uh, actually getting the task done. Like I mentioned before, Jim and I talked about this a little bit. The where, which I don't use, would be something like home or at work or on the phone. I don't use it. You don't have to use it if you don't want to. So what I'm going to do is I, I recommend creating two different tags. The first one is going to be called when, and the next one is going to be called who. And then I recommend putting a dot in front of each of those in order to kind of keep them together within your Evernote application. So it's going to be dot when and dot who so that they're grouped together. So just create those tags. Now, I would create your who's. And when I create the who's, I put slashes in front of them. So it would be... 
in order to group the who's together so that if I'm creating a task, I can very easily hit the slash. I see all my who's and I can group those together. So the slash mark is actually below the question mark. Right. So I would have like a slash Amanda, which is my wife. I'd have a slash dad. I'd have a slash Lisa, which is my sister. And I'd have a slash Jimmy, which is Jimmy. the guy, guy standing in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hear me calling him Jimmy every once in a while, that's kind of a long story. We'll, we'll get yeah. into that some other time. My good so, friends call so me yeah, that. Exactly. So, so I'd, have a, I'd have a slash for my wife, my dad, my sister, and Jimmy. And I'd probably have a bunch of other slashes too. Like I might have a slash for customers. I might have a slash for certain friends that I... How about that slash I interact- jerks? Yeah, I wouldn't no. recommend that. No, no. <laughs> if you really want to, I mean, if that works for you, if you if you want to have like a code name for somebody in particular, but you want it to be as specific as possible. So if you have certain tasks that you do with a particular customer, you're gonna you're gonna create a slash for that company. Like I might create slash car machine. Got it. Then we're gonna create our whens. So this is also a tag. So you're gonna be creating more tags. And this is how I do it. You can make it bigger than this if you want to, but I've just found that that this is the best way for me to manage it and it's not too complex. So I'm gonna create a tag that says one dash now. I'm gonna create another tag that's two dash next. I'm gonna create another tag that is three dash soon. And I'm gonna create a last tag that is four dash waiting. You can also call it four dash later, four dash someday. You know, it doesn't matter whatever, whatever language you're comfortable with. And then I have another tag, which has to do with the EOS system that we were talking about, which is, I call it one dash level 10, but that has to do with that operating system specifically. Um, and I don't recommend using that at this point. Now that you've done those, you're going to nest them within each other. So you're going to nest them in the when and you're going to nest them in the who. So you're going to bring them all together. You're going to drag and drop them on top of each other and then rename that master tag as, or you're going to drag it on top of the dot when and the dot who. So you have that master tag. Are you following me? No, I'm not. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I want, you know what? Because I'm a visual guy. I want to sit right next to you (laughs) and I want you to go right through because right now, I, I mean, it seems like a lot, Jason. Setting it up is very hard. I okay. Will, okay. So we're going to spend most of our time <laughs> setting this up. I know it's is very confusing. Everybody listening laughing. Everybody's got like glazed over Everyone's listening eyes, to Jason Randall on and on. And, and then I hope that he didn't lose half the people. And then he looks at me and says, are you with me? <laughs> And I say, no, I'm not. All right. So work with me here. I mean, it is complex to set it up, but I guarantee that once you get into it, the most of your time is going to be spent setting it up, not actually managing. So just to review it really quickly, you're going to have two master tags, dot when and dot who. Then you're going to have under your dot who, you're going to have slash and five people that you want to put into context. And then you're going to, under your dot when, you're going to have one dash now, two dash next, three dash soon and four dash someday. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. And we're almost done with this setup, folks. Now you're going to create what's called a save search. So you're going to create a search. Um, I don't have time to actually teach you how to create an actual search, but I can tell you what the searches are. So you're going to create a search and then you're going to create a shortcut so that you can click one button and it takes you right to all of the stuff that you need to do now. So if you don't know how to create a search within Evernote, do a search for it. If you don't know how to create a shortcut within Evernote, do a search for it. But you need to understand how to do a search and a shortcut. So there's a couple searches and corresponding shortcuts that I've created. One is called NOW in all caps. N-O-W. N-O-W. 
all Got caps. It. So it's it's at the very top left-hand corner of my Evernote. And it just says now. And I know it's all the stuff that I need to do now. And it's yelling at me because it's in all capital letters. And basically what that is, is that's a one dash now in the action pending notebook. And the you, reason you, you are complex, Jason I know, well, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. It, it's got to be. Well, see, like I said, this is hard to set up, but it's it's going to be easy once you manage it. So the reason that's in the action pending notebook is that anything you've completed, you don't want that to come up. And then the next search is going to be called next, and that's the two dash next in the action pending notebook. And then you also could create a shortcut for um, soon and waiting, but I don't do that, you know, just because I need to keep it simple. So. Jim's got glazed over eyes looking at me. He, yeah, he looks well, like he's about ready to fall asleep. And, well, and I no, know no. This is, Actually, this I think it's, it's robust con- conversation. It, it's very robust. To me, it seems like you're doing a deep dive, but that's okay because you know I'm not on that level yet, but I'm sure that there are many of our listeners that are, and they're, yeah, ready, for, so. they're ready to upgrade their technology within Evernote. So it's great. You're, you're, I think you're providing valuable information to them. I genuinely would love to sit down with you with your laptop and just walk me through it so I can visualize the steps in my mind that would make the most sense for me yeah once we get our making chip studio set up i think oh, we, we God, can start doing some video and and it'll become a little bit easier i'm going to put my notes in here too so that they'll be able to I, see my eyes glaze over yeah, exactly <laughs> so that you know everybody can go through my notes and it'll clear things up a little bit too so it's going to take some time to set this up but once you get it going you're going to get into a groove and and it's going to be really easy to do okay so no, now, the, the little bit that i use of it i love it I, it's yeah. really good and i i and this is I only going to make it better I love that we can share stuff and it's in real time. Exactly. So that's so the- I've actually used other task management tools. There's ones called Nosby, IQtel, OmniFocus. There's, you know, hundreds of them. And I just found that using Evernote for this, it's robust enough to be able to handle it once you have a system and you don't have to have a separate software package. I always try to simplify everything in my life. And part of that simplification means using less software. So the less software that I can use, mm-hmm. the better it is for me. I think it's, you know, like simplification. I know everybody's saying, well, why are you giving us something so complex if you like things simple? Once you get this set up, you only have to set it up once. It, it is simple. I promise. Okay. So now we're going to go into using the system. Let's just say something pops into my head. Give me a task to do, Jim. Um, you have to interview somebody for a job, a new millennial. Okay. Before I do that, do I need to create a job description for it? Yes. Sales sales counter. Okay. So, and when do I need to hire this person? You need to hire them in the next three weeks. Okay. So I need to create a job description. You got to move. Oh, I got to move. Okay. So it's now. So it's now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a new note in the action pending notebook. Okay. And then I'm going to put for the title, I'm going to say, write job description for sales position. That's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to write it into the header. I'm not going to put anything into the body unless I have other notes that go along with it. I'm going to give it a one dash now tag because I know it's something that I need to do now. And then if it's related, if it's something that I need to discuss with you, Jim, at some point, I'm going to label it as slash Jimmy. And that way, it's okay. something that I know when you and I are talking, I can go through all my slash Jimmy stuff and and we can you know hash through all that stuff. Sure. And then I'm done. I'm literally done with creating that to do. Okay. And let's say you're in the car in this you think of that. Yeah. How do you enter that in the car on the fly? Well, I, I do it on my cell phone. And do you I, talk, text it? I could. Yeah. Okay. I could. Obviously, I don't recommend. Well, you pull over on the driving. side of the yeah, road. Yeah, I, I pull over on the side of the road and, and I do it in my cell phone the exact same way. And then, you know, you sync it up and it appears on your desktop. So it's real easy. Right. That now, I know is, is awesome. So now 
I sit down. Okay, let's just say I did that. Let's say I pull over on the side of the road okay. and you and I were talking on the phone and you're like, you got to write this job description. And so I, I give myself the to-do list. I put it in there. And so now I arrive at my computer at my office. I've forgotten that you asked me to do that because you know I, you, I, I got it out of my head. It's yeah. out of my head so that I can you know worry about other stuff. And so I sit down and I click on my search shortcut, which says now. And that task comes right up at the top write job description for sales position. So I start writing the job description and I get it done. It's all done. So now what I do is I click on that note and I move it from action pending to completed tasks. And now it goes away from the search string. And so it's gone, it's completed, and I don't have to think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so it's done. It's that simple once you get the system set up. Let's just say that um, I've gone through all of my now. I click on my now for the shortcut and I've gone through all all the executed all my nows. Okay. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to click on next. I probably got a lot more next than I do have now. Let's I probably had five nows and I probably have like 25 next. Okay. So I'm going to go through all of those next and the five of them that I'm going to get done tomorrow, I'm going to change them from twos to ones. So that I know that the next time that I sit down at my computer and I have time to do stuff, I've got those five tasks that I need to get done right away. If you don't have any preference and all those notes happen to be next to each other, you can hold on the shift key and highlight them all together and just change them all at once from from twos to ones. So now the next time that I hit now, I've got those new five tasks sitting in my now bin. Cool. Okay. Next, once per week... Like I said before, the day doesn't matter as long as you're consistent. You know, I'd recommend either a, a end of the day on Friday, Sunday night, or or Monday morning. Uh, you know, to kind of start off your week properly, you're going to go through all of your um, your three dash soon items, and you're going to decide which of those need to be changed from a three to either a two or a one based on the priority of that item. Okay. And then once a month, maybe it's the first Monday of the month or the first Friday, you're going to go through all of your four dash some days and you're going to see if any of those need to be changed to either a three, a two or a one. And you're going to quickly scan through. Once you're done with that, you're going to quickly scan through everything regardless of the when, just everything that's in your action pending notebook. And you're going to make sure that nothing there has slipped through the cracks. Maybe you you know, forgot to put a time value on it. Maybe you forgot to put a one or two or three or four on it. And so you're going to label that properly. But you're just going to quickly scan through all of that stuff once a month. And that's it. Thank God. Yeah, I know. But like I said, the hard part is setting it up. But it's a really powerful system once once you get it done. You just outlined what you do and how yes, Jason this is how Zanger, Jason has Zanger it does set it. up. Exactly. It might seem complex, but that's what you're used to doing. Our listeners could do anything they want. Oh, totally. They just need to know. You're just giving them tips for structure format. Yeah, that's all you're doing. For me, I mean, you could do things as simply. You can just say, you know what? Forget it, Jason. I'm. There's no way that I'm going to do it that way. It's way too complicated. I'm just going to have a one notebook where I put all of my to dos. I'm not going to tag it with kind of priorities or anything like that. And that's fine. Whatever works for you. This works really well for me. And you know, there's other people that say, well, it's got to have you know, six or seven different tags for when. Well, I don't think that that's true either. So it, it's all about what works for you. And maybe you start off one way and then you move into another direction. You know, you, you have to refine your systems too and make them better. Yeah, I have nothing tag. I have no tags. You have no I just tags. checked. Okay. I just checked. I have no okay. tags so at you're, all. You're, yeah, you're very uncomplicated. As I'm aging, my head can't handle it all. 
talk about feeling drowned. I'm <laughs> yeah. drowned in all those tasks. But the, I do write down. I have. I do take a lot of paper notes, as you can see in front of me. <laughs> One other point that I want to make is that there's other things that need to be broken up into smaller steps. So these are what you would call a project. So you should never manage a project like a to-do item because it's just too overwhelming. So a project might be... Um, new website. Buy- okay, I was going to say buying a new machining center. Let's talk about that because you're, you're actually looking into buying a new machining center right I now. Am. I definitely so am. there's a lot of factors that need to be done in order to buy a new machining center. So yep. you don't just go out there and say, oh, there it is. You know, that's the one I'm going to buy. Like you're, you know, buying a, buying a new you car. You got to do your research. You got to do your research. And so the first thing that you might do is you might say, I want to evaluate what machine tool manufacturers work within the capacity that I need to operate it. Maybe that's the first thing. And then you... you, Do you need a mid-level machine or do you need a high-level machine? Yeah. Yeah. So you've you've decided, okay, these are the machine tool guys. It's going to be Mazak and it's going to be, you know, two other competitive companies. So there's like this old adage. I don't know if you ever heard this one. Have you, ever, have you ever heard? It's kind of like a joke. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? Have you ever heard this? I have not. One bite at a time. Okay. It just makes sense. You know, how do you get through this big project? You pick it off one at to t- do at a time. So what you're going to do for a project is you're going to create a note with the project name in your action pending notebook. So buy a new machine tool. And you're going to tag that as a project. Then you're going to break that project up into smaller actionable steps. So it could be 10 steps. Next, you're going to create two or three to-dos, just like we just talked about, out of that, the first steps of that project, um, just like I explained the normal to-do. Let's say that project is super critical and it needs to be done right away and it has 10 steps. You're probably going to have to create every single one of those to-dos as one-nows and just get them all done at once. Uh-huh. But it still helps and it helps to be less overwhelming for a project. Let's just say you're like, the customer is screaming at me, I need to buy a new machine tool. And so you have 10 steps that you have to go through in order to buy that new machine tool and you need to, you know, stop from being overwhelmed and you make every single one of those a one dash now. So that's it. Once you've tackled one of those to do's, you delete that out of the project note and um, you review your project once a week to make sure that you can't create no- new to do's um, out of that project. And then once the project is done, you move it to your completed notebook once again. Sounds good to me. And th- and that's it. I mean, um, that's the end of the system. And um, I know this is a um, kind of a long episode and appreciate people kind of sticking by and listening to it. Like I said, you're not really educating the entry-level Evernote user. You're educating the user that's probably used it for a while. Yeah, could be. And just like Matt, fate wanted to know. He's yeah. been using it for a while. He wants to take it to the next level to manage his tasks and you explain the reasons why you use it, how you use it, and how it can help our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it really is. Once you once you get the system down, once you get the structure set up, it's so easy to use. And, sure. it, and it really helps me to, um, you know, to be more productive. Cool. Well, like I always say at the end of the show, Jason and I, you know, we don't claim to be the experts on Evernote or buying machine tools or social media marketing or marketing in general or we're traveling along this path. We're just just doing this because we feel like we want to give back to our community and that's you. Hopefully someday you'll be in a situation where you hear 
or see or think about this episode and you're going to be better informed and and you can make a, a better decision on going forward. With that, uh, that's the end of our episode. Uh, please, uh, if you have any questions or comments, we're going to give you our email addresses from now on to email us directly. You can go jim at makingchips.com or jason at makingchips.com. Real easy way to get a hold of us very quickly. Other than that, go to makingchips.com, listen to all episodes, social, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Ryan has developed our YouTube page. Go to YouTube, search Making Chips, no space. Just scroll down and you'll see our avatar logo and click there. Ryan's going to put all of our episodes that we've ever archived on that YouTube page. Yeah, I think once we get more people actually listening to the YouTube videos and um, we get more posted, we can actually create a channel. Yep, so absolutely. If you guys go out there and listen to it, you guys and girls go out there and listen to it, it'll give us the ability to, to create a channel once we get enough downloads or listens off of YouTube and it'll make it easier cool. um, to find us. Cool. With that, if you're not making ships, not making money, you bet. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. Projects are things that need to be broken up into smaller steps. So Jim's looking at the clock like saying, no, this it, is a long episode. <laughs> is it? Cut, I, the, I, cut that part out.